7.22pm on 12-11-2017. It's 12-11? 2-11. I'm sorry, I read Wildcats. You have to excuse. My mental state is not the best right now. <laughs> um, yes, 2-11-2017. It is Opal City Radio time, although it was Opal City Radio time on in the month of uh, December as well. Um, it was. Welcome, welcome to Opal City Radio, guys. I'm your host, Mike Sanders. With me is Emily. Hey guys. She's she's the other host. I am. Is she the host with the most? Um this week no because I no. made a terrible mistake. It's true. It's true. But I'll, I'll make up for it with next week, I promise. What? We'll see. No, this no, is, next week next week will be a lot we've, better. We've read Wildcats this week and it has harmed Emily's credibility <laughs> to not harm me uh for all time. So <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So our our theme eh, for roughly the next month uh-huh. is going to be Wildstorm. Yay! It's pretty timely since next week is when DC is going to be relaunching Wildstorm. Oh, well. With uh, Warren Ellis at the head. Where he belongs. At it. So this has me really conflicted because I'm like, literally, no one asked for this. Yeah. Well. But if somebody's going to make it readable and enjoyable, yeah, it's it's going to be it's Warren Ellis. It's going to be so, internet, Jesus. If he can make sense out of the goddamn Wildcats. Oh, oh my God. So I was so, like, okay, we'll read Volume One of Wildcats. Yeah, so we read Volume One of Wildcats. Ugh. Oh, mistakes have been made, my friends. So Wildcats, <laughs> product of the '90s. A product of the early 90s. Yeah. Um, it was a Jim Lee doing the art, and it's initially very beautiful. Yes. Um, uh, well, let, let's let's do a history breakdown. Yeah, sure. Let, well, let's I, I dive like, into some history. I like doing these, and it, it puts off having to talk about this terrible comic. Yeah, well, I mean, oh, both good things. A, a couple of minutes. Okay, so Wildcats was first published in 1992. Uh, it was an Image book. Yeah. And it was actually the first book that was published by Image. Um, now, Image was formed in 92 yes. by a group of, like, bright young things. These were scrappy, all... Scrappy, scrappy young comic book people. Yeah, these were all artists. 
um, they all worked at Marvel and they were all real tired of um, the system of you got paid for pages. Right. You created new characters, but they weren't yours. Right. They belonged to the company. You got like some royalties from the book but not a whole lot yeah not a whole lot so they got together this was todd mcfarlane who was working on spider-man jim lee who was on x-men mark silvestri who was on wolverine eric larson who did amazing Uh spider-man um jim valentino who did guardians of the galaxy and rob liefeld who did x yeah i know but they all got together and they went to marvel right and they said hey we want a better deal. Marvel said no. And they're like, all right then. Yes, the gauntlet was thrown at that point. So they booked out and they all got together and they founded Image. And the whole idea was, well, we'll just publish our own comics then. They'll be creator owned. Right. So the only thing that Image owned was the name Image and like their logo Everything else was owned by the creators. So they right. each formed their own studio. So you had Todd McFarlane with Todd McFarlane Productions. Yeah. Jim Lee had Wildstorm Productions. Mark Silvestri did Top Cow Productions. Right. Um, Rob Liefeld did Extreme Studios. <sighs> yeah, of course he did. Um, so each like little studio made their own books. Right. So Wildstorm did Wildcats. You had um, uh, Eric Larson with Highbrow Entertainment did mm-hmm. Savage Dragon. Right. And Rob Liefeld with X-Force did Youngblood. And those were your first three right. big image books. Um, this was back to in the 90s before like the big bust. That's right. I mean – comics early issues i mean you would sell like a million copies right it which was you, it was pretty crazy like you cannot do that today yeah you can't like people bought this shit thinking that it was going to put their kid through college oh yeah absolutely there was still that like, mystique that like a comic book that was a number one was like a super coveted thing but i mean and you got that you know, even up to the late 90s or the mid 90s as well with like mm-hmm. the death of Superman. Yep, I remember, yes. you know, yep. yeah. And I remember, I remember um, friend of the show, Dave Roman buying death of Superman. He bought two copies and he was just mm-hmm. like, this is going to do it. This is where I become rich, but that's not the way it worked anymore. No, nope, people forgot about um, supply and demand. Absolutely. The only reason that action comics sell for as much as they do is because there's not a lot of them around exactly 90s era comics don't sell for a lot because they're still around right exactly they, there were so many printed that it's yeah it inundated the market yeah when you have multiple printings and you're doing multiple covers right because this was of course the era of you know alternate covers yeah, covers and variant covers and like holographic covers. Yep. It, I mean, I remember when I did Gen 13, the very first issue had 13 all like variant covers. Right. And I mean, was that like, was oh, a thing in the 90s, especially as a comic book nerd, that, yeah, like you, you know, you would be like, I, yeah, exactly. You want all of them because you're like, well, I like grunge, but I like free fall too. I got to get that one. You know, got to get all of these. So. Yeah. 
so that's what you have. Um, now, Wildcats, okay, originally an image thing, it broke off into Wildstorm. Yes. Somewhere in the mid-90s, there was an event called Shattered Image, and I had to look it up. And then when yeah. I saw the cover for it, I was like, oh, my God, I remember this. <laughs> I don't think I remember. I don't think I recall that. But then again, I wasn't a big image reader. Yeah. I mean, I just – I read, like, as soon as I saw the cover, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so they broke off into Wildstorm, and then, of course, Wildstorm was bought um, by DC yep. back in 98. Yep. Um. You know, and then they also had, like, their own little imprints. You know, you had Homage Studios, which published stuff like um, Warren Ellis' Red, Astro right. City. They did Strangers of Paradise for a hot minute. Um, so you have, like, all these little things. So I was thinking, I was like, man, why do I get Image, Wildstorm, and, like, Homage Comics all confused? I'm like, oh, because they were all basically the same thing. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. They just kind of splintered Well, off. that's – and, again, that's kind of – one of the problems when you get to like create our own stuff where it's just like, you know, there are different studios formed and at different times and they all get their own properties. So yes. Yes. Yeah, and then you had issues with um, books being published late. That was a big yeah. problem that they had. Um, and then you, of course they had the crossovers and I was thinking, I was like, Oh, well this makes sense then why there was a JLA Wildcats crossover right. because I'm like, Oh, at that point DC owned Wildstorm. They owned right. the rights to all the characters. All the characters. So of course they did a crossover with it. Yeah. I'm like, all right, that makes, I see what you did. That makes sense. <laughs> I'll make the a, a hideous sense. <laughs> yeah. A horrible kind of sense. True. Very true. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a little, a little snapshot of what was going on. At that time, right. Um, Wildcats was Jim Lee, Brandon Choi. Yep. Joint. Jim Lee, he did the art. He also wrote it. Yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. I don't know about that. But the whole, I mean, it was creator owned. Right. So it's, it's them and it's not, you know, Marvel who then owns it and they get to have all the royalties from a bad cartoon. Right. Exactly. Man. But yeah. Oh, my, oh man, oh man. So let me let me let me set up Wildcats for you, okay? Because this is where I think the first big problem I have with the name of the comic and mm -hmm. its contents. This is one of many, one of many problems. <laughs> so, a long, long time ago, um, you know, when when the Earth was young, basically there are these two alien races. One of them is called the Daemonites, and yes. one of them is called the Carabim, okay? Mm -hmm. And these two alien races, like, crash land on Earth. Yes. And collectively, over the long course of history, the uh, Carabim become, like, the heroes of legend, and mm -hmm. the Daemonites become the evil of legend. Yes. Right. So, yes. basically... Like way we we get this way down the line, all the way in the the modern year of 1992, and <laughs> yes. like basically what's happened is there's this team. Uh, they're brought together by this entity called Void, 
where she basically is like, oh, we've got to find all the Caribbean. The Daemonites are out of control. We've got to find their descendants and the half-breeds, put them all together so we can fight the Daemonites and defeat them. And yes. so they form a team that's called Wild, C-A-T-S. <laughs> and it's Wild Covert Action Team. Yes. <sighs> so <laughs> they're not a government organization. No. No, they're not Stormwatch. They're, they're not, not funded Stormwatch. by by like the UN. Yeah, nobody knows about them. Why the fuck are they called Covert Action Team? It doesn't make any sense. Well, it doesn't I mean, they make are any covert sense because nobody knows them, so they're covert. But they're not covert because they're like, oh, it's a nightclub attack, and they just yeah. like <laughs> bust into this nightclub in full view of everybody, fighting monsters that are popping out of people. Like, they are not covert. Action, I agree with. They are hardly a team as well. Right, this is, this is as, true. Like, they fall to, like, X-Men levels of bickering. It's, it's very true. Yeah. Um, I, I just thought maybe the name suggests, like, spy people. Oh, okay, you yeah. Know? Or, like, a government organization. Or, like, something like that. I think one of the big misses that they had was in their name. Wildcats doesn't mean anything. It's a it's a snappy moniker, you know, yeah. that, you know, Choi and Lee probably cooked up when they were, like, you know, eating pizza or something. They were like, dude, Wildcats. <laughs> I mean, but I think that's indicative, though, of the book as a whole. Yes. It's that it's, it's flash. It's style yes. over substance. Absolutely. Uh, all it's, the time. It looks cool, so who cares about anything else? And and that's where reading Wildcats gets really bad because it's the story a nightmare to it read. Is, it is a goddamn a goddamn mess. And basically, what you end up with is a comic where it's crossing over with other image properties, but mm -hmm. nothing is really explained because artists broke away to form this and they're like oh my god this panel but you don't explain why that's important yeah because you're not looking at the deeper like the reasons behind everything yeah you, know? you are thrown violently absolutely into the deep end of the wildcats pool yes and you don't know how to swim right and nobody's there to help you yeah and, I mean, they have characters that could be interesting, but everything is sacrificed in terms of how they look, like, mm -hmm. what they're doing, how they shoot guns. Like, yep. that stuff is, is important to remember as an artist, but as a writer, you're like, well, what makes Zealot interesting? Yeah. I, and I don't, uh, I, I don't, don't know. And I don't know. It's, I don't know. I, I don't know. she wears a bathing suit. This is why. <laughs> yes. She wears a red bathing suit and she sticks out her butt a lot. Yes. Yes. That's... Voodoo wears a purple bathing suit and she sticks out her butt a lot. Right, exactly. But they're different because Voodoo has darker skin and dark hair and Zealot is... She has white hair. How yeah. crazy. How crazy is that? So let's break down the initial teams, I guess, uh, that we have here. So plus, like the core team of Wildcat. Yeah, so Wildcat consists of, at the head... There's a guy who's named uh, Marlowe, right? 
Jacob Marlowe. Jacob Marlowe, and he is also known as Lord Emp. He is a he's a Caribbean guy who was on the original ship that crashed. Yes. And he spent lifetimes doing this or that. And he's he's a dwarf. He's a he's a little person. Yeah. And most recently, he's he's tried his hand at being a hobo. Yes, and he's basically just an alcoholic hobo. And he is found by Void, who used to be like a uh, a female cosmonaut. And yeah, again, was... it's like when they are portraying the space, like you know, like stuff in space. It's like, man, you, you never looked at a picture of Mir before, have you? Because nope. Mir did not look like that. <laughs> yeah, she's like a heavy metal robot, babe. I mean, yeah, it, she's got like she's covered in in liquid like Terminator metal, and she's got her face. And yeah, she also sticks her butt out a lot. Yeah, and she she can like, teleport, and she can also see in the future. Yes, and she could have a really neat backstory because they introduce her where Mir plunges from the the uh, orbit of the Earth and smashes into the ground, and somehow <laughs> she's the only one left alive, and she knows about the future and all this other stuff. But how? Why? You never told us. You never tell us, so I don't know how to care. Yeah. There's also um, so she, mentioned, and it's just like, why? What is this thing? Yeah, why is this important? But, yeah, this power orb. Yeah, that's like, oh, but there's other ones, and they're all attuned, and then we'll never mention it again. Yes, yes, it's true. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's true. Let's see. You also have Grifter, who is a a mercenary. And... He's uh my as per my notes, mm-hmm. he is a professional asshole. Yeah, he is a jerk face. And he's, like, a former uh, IO dude. Yes. So, like, government, like, black ops, whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, like, typical, like, 90s, like, high-speed, low-drag operator, you know, like. Yeah. But, um, I mean. I think he trained with the Coda? He, well, he was being trained by Zealot, who is who we'll talk about next. Okay, because um, Coda are like secret assassin babes. Yeah, it's true. They're a sisterhood of assassins that that are are Caribbean in in origin, but yeah. not all of them are Caribbean. Yeah. So, and I think he's maybe immortal. Um, it could be. Again, we don't know. <laughs> like because, because his mentioned... powers are weird guns. Like oh, this is true, but they mention because he's well, he mentions like. Oh, I went to this this dive bar like back in the seventies when I was with like Black Ops. Well, he's half he's half breed Caribbean, that's why. Okay, and then it's like yeah. twenty Well then that's stupid. Yeah. Because then a lot later on he gets real care mad about everyone on the team is like half alien, <laughs> but he's not. So he's leaving. I I don't know. I mean, so, maybe he is and maybe he's not. Honestly, I didn't understand the comic. Like, so, because he's talking about like 20 years ago and then he walks in and the guy recognizes him and he's like, oh shit, like you still look like a kid. And he's like, yeah, clean living as he smokes because it's the 90s and you can right. still do that comic books. That's true. And so I'm like, oh, are you like Im- immortal? Well, kind you get of? you kind of get some stuff with his brother, like a little bit, oh. like way later on. 
and that whole situation is just like, oh, I don't even want to understand what's happening now. Yeah, okay, so then we have Zealot. Yes, who is who, who is full Carabin. Yes. She comes from the uh, the the planet Kara, um, and she is like a super, she's like badass 90s babe. Yeah, she, and, you know, she is. Yeah, she's, you know, she's part of the coda where, you know, she tries to train people on how to, how yeah. to fight and things like that. And she's and, a warrior yeah. born. <laughs> per my notes, for some damn reason, in love with Grifter. Yeah, there's like a whole thing between them, but it's weird and awkward and badly written. Like, and never fully explained or explored. Yeah. Yeah. I, which, uh, um, you have Spartan. Yes. Who's kind of the leader of the team. He's a robot. Yeah. He's a handsome robot. He's a handsome robot man who can use lethal bio blasts, whatever those are. Yeah, it's pink. Yeah. He can use pink and he it kills you. Shoots pink beams of death. Uh, let's see. You have Maul. Yeah. Who, who's a dude, but he can turn into a big purple dude. Yes. He's so also half Carabin. But not he, the Hulk. Not, totally not the Hulk because he's got like bone things on the back. Hulk doesn't have those. Also, he's purple, not green. Yeah, exactly. And the bigger he gets, the dumber he gets. Yes. Kind um, of like the Hulk. You have Warblade, who has green hair. Yes. Also, his name is is Reno, and I was like, oh, what a dumb name. (laughs) Well, I think Maul's name was Jeremy. Yeah, which is, I mean, he's got a regular name, like Reno. Come on, that's such a 90s name. Well. It's not a real, like a real person name. He can't help it. Um, I think he, he is also a robot. Uh, he, well, no, he, he's been experimented on, but he's also half Carabin, so that's how he can, like, grow his weird, like, claw hand things, and they call him Warblade because he fights in wars with blades, you see. (laughs) Um, and then you have Voodoo. Yes. Who is of ambiguous ethnicity. Yeah, it's true. You can't really tell if she's really tan or Latino or maybe black. You're you're not ever sure. I'm not entirely sure. Um, she has dragon tattoos on her arms and thighs. Yes. And she's a stripper, and she can see demonites as they are yes. because the demonites possess people. Right. And she can see them, and she can exercise them. Yes. As and it well. Turns out that she's half demonite. <laughs> Oh, that's I totally forgot yep, about that. That's yep, right. Yep, yep, yep. She's half Damonite. That's right. Yep. So this is our team. Correct. And I'm like, okay, if you're going to throw me into the deep end, which is what they do. Yeah, right away. And, and their first thing is we've got to get this team together. We've got to get this girl because the Damonites are after her, and if they get her, then we're in serious trouble. I'm like, okay. And you're like, but why are you in serious trouble, though? And they're like, we, yeah, we so, just are. <laughs> okay, so let's run with that. So they go and they get the girl. Yes. Okay. She is a perfect audience surrogate. Yes. Because, like the audience, she has no fucking clue what is even happening or who anyone is. Correct. And instead of taking that and being like, oh, well, here's a character 
who can learn who everyone is, and she can learn about the Caravum and the right. Demonites, and... And we can inform the audience about what's happening. While it's happening through her. We we won't. <laughs> no, of course they won't. Come on now. We, we won't. You got your hands down your pants because she's got her butt sticking out. You don't yeah. care about plot. <laughs> I mean... Also, they rescue her and she's wearing, like, her stripper outfit. And, like, for, like, at least three or four issues, she doesn't change out of it. Like, that's just her outfit. That's her costume, (laughs) yes. With, like, the weird fuzzy boots. Yes. And I'm just like, oh, God. Yeah. So that's, like, a massive missed opportunity to explain even what the hell. Huge missed opportunity. So... Okay, so the Daemonites are organized into something called the Cabal? Yes. Okay. Who are led by a dude named Hellspont? <laughs> yes, yes. He's he's an evil, he's a big, tall, evil guy who wears a cape, even though his head is on blue fire. Yes. Seems also... dangerous. Vice President of the United States mm-hmm. Dan Quayle is a demonite. Yes, which was hilarious. Also, like, oh my god, oh, I I really can't believe they actually used Dan Quayle. I know. I'm like, oh, oh Lord have mercy. Yeah, absolutely insane. Um, so you have okay, so you have that. And it's the whole, we have to defeat the Daemonites. Right. And they do. Right. And then. I. Okay, I, I got like five issues into this and I had a headache. Because I yeah, like. I it was real bad. Drag. I pushed through over a couple of days. Um, um, I know that. Um, Cyberforce shows up. They do, and and they're really not introduced properly. Yeah, so at all. it's just like, and I'm like, who are these people? Who is Ripclaw? Like, why do I care about this guy? And the Wildcats and Cyberforce fight. Yes. And then they introduce um, these things called um, Raksha. Yes. That I think are shapeshifters. So they're shapeshifting people, correct? But, again, it's never actually explained. They also just kind of stop showing up after a while. Like, yeah, it's like they're there and then they're not. Um, uh, Youngblood shows up. Youngblood does show up and they're dumb. Um, <laughs> you also have a little bit of Gen 13 thrown in because, yeah, like, what's, oh, what is that guy? Mr. Lynch, I think his name, shows yeah, up a couple of different yeah. times. Like, the Black yeah. Razors show up a few times. Yeah, wet work shows. I'm like, it's like okay, like I recognize a lot of these characters, right? Because I was reading Image Comics in the '90s, um, yeah. and I do. I just, but that doesn't mean that I know who anyone is, right? And, and when you don't when you tell don't, me exactly, when you don't introduce them until like ten to fifteen pages later, it gets really hard to keep track of what's happening why it's happening yeah. and who's involved in what's happening. Yeah. It's, you know, but again, it's a clear, you're absolutely right. When you say style over substance, because it's just like, but no, but they're fighting and they're fighting and there's, there's cool. zealots sticking her butt out. And like, you know, it's just like, 
you get a popcorn movie that after you watch it, you're like, wait a minute, why did he? And then you rewind and you're like, but yeah, why that's, did he? That's my thing. It's like, okay, when you're when you're writing a story, yeah, your reason for things happening really can't and shouldn't be because. Yeah, exactly. Your reason should not start and end with the word because. And if you are doing a comic about a team of people, you should show why they are a team of people. Like, there's nothing keeping them together. Yeah, like, why do these... Okay, you keep, like, telling me that Grifter and Zealot, I mean, I guess they have a history together. I mean, I'm assuming looks, they do. Yeah, like the way that they talk and the way that they interact with each other, you're like, oh man, are they like an item? But you but don't, you don't know. know because you never take a minute. Again, like you could have done through Voodoo, who's like, oh, hey, what's the deal with those two? Yeah, it would have taken three seconds, but they don't do it. And then Warmblade could be like, oh, yeah. Oh, he that's like, like girl. You know, girl, let me tell you, be like, oh, yeah, that's some, like, bad blood. But, like, you know, Grifter trained with her for a while. and Right. And be like, oh, okay, that's their connection then. Cool. Yeah. But we never get that. So it's just, you know, brother Grifter and sister Zealot, but then you're making out? Ew. That's gross. Yeah. Why? Why do you call each other brother and sister and then you're making out? Like. Yeah. Why are you mad that she kisses you, Grifter? Yeah. Why? Why? I I need to know these things. Then you're mad when she makes out with handsome robot Spartan. Right. Why? Oh, my God. Spartan, by the way, is his own unique level of hell. Like, (laughs) he's got seven different names. Like, the robots feel different things. Like, Mm. one of them hooks up with Voodoo, and then he comes back and he hates Voodoo, and he likes Zealot, and then Zealot makes out with the robot, and Voodoo gets mad. And then he's like, well, no, but I'm John Marlowe. And I'm like, but that's Jacob Marlowe's name. Like, what is... (laughs) It's... Like, I I was telling Mike earlier, like... Okay, I like the trope of uh-huh. robot tries to be a person. Yes. I, I mean, I like it when Marvel did it with Vision. Right. I like seeing it a little bit in, like, the MCU when they finally brought okay. Vision in. Sure. Um, I like that trope. It's a fun trope. And I'm like, okay, yes, you're a robot who is trying to be a person. And, you know, you can raise your questions however ham-fistedly as you want about, like, you know, yes. what makes person and what constitutes personhood whatever that's cool and then you have the the conflict of like oh but then like voodoo you know i mean he's so handsome and voodoo wants to kiss him a lot and like okay that's fine but you never go anywhere with it no you don't it's like dude not only that it's like you never explain like like, you know he's a cyborg. You know that he can heal himself. You yes. know that there are different copies of him. But it's like, other than that, what do you know about him? Like, what does he feel? Like, yeah. what does he think about, like, when it's downtime? Like, like you, he just storms into a room, and then he's just like, we gotta go here and fight these dudes. Let's fight the dudes. All right, even, oh, I got even, beat up pretty bad. Even that could have been an interesting point of maybe conflict yeah. within the team of, like, yeah. they come back from, like, 
a fight and everyone's busted to hell and then oh shit here's another emergency and he's like oh let's go and it's like dude no we're we're fleshy organic beings right we need healing right like, exactly. we can't go and do it we're not robots dude yeah. And that could be him, like, learning, like, oh, the limitations of his companions. Yes, and maybe he true. learned But again, like, giant, like, a giant target of a of a good trope. And it's just completely ignored. Yeah. Um, it's like, I want to like a zealot. Because I'm like, okay, like, warrior lady. Yeah. Like, you know, and she's got, like, the whole sisterhood of other right. warrior ladies but then you literally tell me nothing about them right exactly I you're just, just like every so often you run into a coda person and, and then you're she, like wait isn't she and then she, part of the coda why is she fighting yeah, them? And it's like and that's never explained like so why is she decapitating the coda if that's her sister why are they fighting what did she do right. that the coda are now on her trail I mean, I'm, I'm, like, I'm sorry, that's uh, too interesting to put into your comic. Yeah. You know, why, why does she call Grifter brother Grifter? What is the deal there? Did yeah, he train with Dakota? I mean, I'm assuming so, but I it, think it's the, the, the what, what I, the, like, my personal headcanon for that is that, like, she was training him. Mm-hmm. And maybe he was calling her sister Zealot, and she would call him brother, but it's, like, ironic. Yeah. But even then, that's a complete shot in the dark. I have no idea if that's true. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, you shouldn't, like, when you're, when, like, comics, yes, it's a graphical medium, but you do have to read. Yeah, you, you have to have a story. And, I mean, again, like, I was telling Mike, too, earlier. As I was, like, thinking about this comic and stewing on this bad comic, I'm like, all right. Right. Let me compare it to another 90s Wildstorm superhero action comic. Sure. My favorite, The Authority. Right. It also doesn't really go into a lot of depth with its character or its team. And mm -hmm. yet, totally discounting everything after Warren Ellis, but with his initial run, you know who everyone is. You know why right. they're on a team. You right. know why the team was assembled. You know what everyone's motivations are, and you know how they fit together. As it's because people. of clever use of dialogue. Well, yes. Like, when you see a ship, right? Here's the difference between Wildcats and Authority, <laughs> right? You see a ship in a red background. Yes. In Wildcats, there's no caption. Or it just says space. In Authority, it's like the bleed, the, bleed. the area between universes. Mm -hmm. And you're like, Oh, space doesn't describe what's happening in the other thing. It's, you know, it's, true. it's just like where you get things with, um, you know, the guy who's the spirit of all the different cities where he brings that up. Yes. Hawks, you know, right. You know, and it's like that would he, not have been brought he, up in Wildcats. Yeah. You would have just sat there and looked at a corner, you know? Yeah, and, like, he mentions the experiments that were done on him. So you're like, oh, he was abducted as a child. Right. And they made him, okay, you know that Apollo and Midnighter are together because of how they interact and how the characters... So I know what's... Like, Grifter and Zelda yeah. have no idea because nobody mentions anything. Right, exactly. Nobody bothers with that. With them, I know. I'm like, oh... 
that's a couple. They are coded as a couple. Right. I have context. Right, that's exactly. You understand the comic. Problem with Wildcats, there is zero context yeah. for anything that is happening in this comic. Yeah. Here, and this actually brings me up to my second gripe <laughs> with Wildcats as a whole. If you're doing a comic about Wildcats, focus on the team of Wildcats. There were countless issues where they're focusing on different teams. Yeah. And Wildcats aren't even in it. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I reading? Like, who are these people? What are they doing? Why am I supposed to care about this? Yeah. Like, why, why is Cybernary here? Yeah. I, I don't know. Why, uh, I, uh, again, I think this comic probably made perfect sense. Yeah. Tim Lee and Brandon Choi. Yes, when, most definitely. When they sat down and they were like, oh my God, okay, we're going to, you know, we have our own publishing company and we're going to make our own superhero team. Right. They know super. I mean, Jim Lee knows superheroes. He relaunched X-Men, the number one yeah, best-selling comic book did. of all time. Yeah, absolutely. He knows what he, he knows how to draw a superhero book. And he probably knows the basics of what goes into a superhero comic book. But it all falls apart because it feels like it's something that he, he understands. Right. He knows why everyone is doing what they're doing. Right. He's just forgotten that the to, audience to, doesn't right, exactly. have access to your that, thoughts, dude. The audience doesn't have access right. to what notes you wrote. Right. Or the timeline that you kept or your world yeah. building that you did. We don't have access to that unless you explicitly tell us. Right. And that's, I think, a huge – one of the biggest glaring problems of of the book and, I mean, th there are parts that I did like about it, mm -hmm. you know, but they were all written by other people. Yeah. You know, they do a, a storyline where they go back to uh, to Kara, which is the planet of the Caravan, <laughs> and it's written by Alan Moore. Oh, and... I think we just have to stop right there. I mean, What's of that? course, it's good. It's written by Alan yeah, Moore. Right, exactly. I mean, it's written by, like, England's favorite hobo wizard. Like, <laughs> And, you know, like, what happens is, like, they find out that, oh, my God, like, they won the war against the Daemonites. Like, the Daemonites are second-class citizens in their, in their, you know, in their society. And, you know, like, they're oppressing other different strains of, of you know, like, uh, the Maul's people are, like, you know, uh, discriminated against openly. And it turns out that, like, Kara's kind of a terrible place if you're not... Like a standard Caribbean person. See, that's really interesting. I like that. Yeah. That's good. And, and it breaks the team up. And some of them are like, like Zealot and, um, and Marlo are like, we're going to stay mm -hmm. because this is where we belong. It's beautiful. Like this is a beautiful society. And everyone else is like, no, it's not. There are huge problems <laughs> of like, what's going on? Yeah. You know, and it was really neat. And, you know, they're like, well, why didn't you tell Earth that the war was over? And they're like, well, I mean, it's Earth. It's an insignificant planet. Why would we, you know, bring ships there and that's, trumpet our presence to a bunch of dumb apes? That's amazing. I like that. You know, and it's just like, it, like, it's, it's just, it was great. <laughs> and, and then it started to get crazy again. And it's just like, ugh, so, so many... So many missed opportunities. You had the chance to make, um, to completely world build a new continuity of superheroes, 
and it just you missed all of the easy shots. Yeah, I, Wildcats is a book that I wish I liked. Yeah. Um. Again, like it looks really cool. Um. Yeah. The character designs are actually pretty solid. I mean, they're very yeah. '90s. Yeah, they're super '90s, but like they are different than other. Yeah, and they they look good. Um, again, like Jim Lee knows how to design a character. Absolutely he does. You know, I again bring up the example of X Men, and for like a whole swath of the population, <laughs> you bring up an X Men character, and the image that pops in their head is his it's, version of right, that character. Right, exactly. It's Jim Lee. Right. You know, even if they never read the comics. You say Cyclops, they're like, oh, yeah, with the blue suit, and he's got the yellow underpants. Right, you know, exactly. Gambit, oh, he's got the magenta breastplate and the, yeah. the weird head thing. You know? Like Rogue, she wears, like, a bomber jacket. Yeah, yeah you she's know, got, like, like, giant hair. You know, um, which, again, is very glaring when they cross over with Youngblood, which was designed by Rob Liefeld. Oh, God. And they look terrible. They look so bad. So bad, even though like, Jim this guy is sideburns guy. <laughs> I just, I'm like, oh, my. And then it's like, oh, it's America's Sweethearts. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Be- this this horrible-looking group Yeah. that are, like, awful. too edgy for you. Right. Yeah, no, terrible. No, So, I terrible, mean, he knows terrible. how to draw. He knows how to draw action scenes. He knows how to design characters. Yeah. Like, that's all fantastic. Um, I, I like the idea of the whole Caravum Damonite. Like, it's yeah. kind of biblical a little bit. Yeah, it is kind of biblical. And I think they should have, like... They should have... You know, again, missed opportunity... You know, you called it covert action teams. It implies a completely different comic than what you're getting. So you could have this whole because they touch a little bit on in the beginning of like the Daemonite presence and like some people know about it, but of course it's something that's being like covered up. Yeah, right. So and maybe and if you were gonna do that, you should have run with that idea, but not both ideas at the same time. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, you could have this whole thing of, like, of aliens are here, there's the two different races. I mean, this is kind of, like, very X-Files, pre-X-Files. Yeah. <laughs> this is pre well, I mean, it. yeah. Um, but, yeah, with that idea and of it's very underground, we have to keep this quiet, here's our covert team, and why do we use them? Because they're all, like, hybrids and half breeds of what we're looking for right exactly so they know how to fight with them you know oh we have zealot who's like you know full blood right she knows you know she knows them she knows how they think we have yeah. voodoo who can actually you know she can recognize a daemonite within its host right. and what you would probably do at least what i would do in that situation is your point of view character would be the commander the guy who's in charge of them mm-hmm. and they're like listen they're wild. We kind of call them the wild cats. Yeah, which nudge, is, nudge, I mean, nudge. it's dumb, but okay, it works. Yeah, but, right, but it works because, like, and then he's like, well, they're uncontrollable. Who are you? What do you do? And then over time, they, he forges a bond with these, yeah. you know, with these these rebels. Yeah, and, like, you could have Grifter, who's uh, still, like, a pain in the ass. Right, um, exactly. You could 
like prolong the reveal that Spartan's a robot because you're pretty much told right off the bat that he's a robot. Like when his well, arm yeah, because they off. don't have anything else to to talk about with him. They're like, he's a robot. Uh, let's move on. You know. It's so like, I mean, that could be interesting if like he develops a relationship with Voodoo, right? And they're like, we we this wasn't part of his programming. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then, they, and then like, like he gets through, and they're like, oh my god, he's like based on one of the guys who crashed in the ship here. Oh, you know, you know like, and then you can have the big reveal when he gets like blasted in the chest. Yeah. And you know, Ash is a goddamn robot, you know? Yeah, exactly. You could have that moment, which would be really cool. Yeah. Of, you know, Oh shit. Like what else don't we know about what's going on? What else right. aren't you telling us? Right. And it would have been a much better comic. Instead, we get just like, like, look at all these fights. Mm-hmm. Aren't they, like, well, these are real good fights. Like, it's, and that's it, you know? Yeah, I... A lot of missed opportunities. So many missed opportunities, and just makes for such a confusing... Yeah, it's like a schlock fest. Yeah, confusing, chaotic comic. Yes. That's hard, like, I couldn't even enjoy it, because, like, I'm just It's like... very hard to follow, and I... I you know, if I would have kept notes on it, it would have been just me writing the comic book. <laughs> like, yeah, like I I started keeping notes and then yeah, it's hard it's, because they it's just they bring in five other dudes and you're like, who are these people now? Like, yeah, because I mean, you're bringing in Cyberforce and I'm like, okay, I can only follow this because I I have a passing familiarity with Cyberforce. Yeah. Because I read their comics when I was 14. Right. You know, oh, I kind of know who this lady is because I owned the swimsuit issues and I recognize her from that. Yeah. Doesn't tell me anything about her character. Right. <laughs> or her powers. I just know that she's a babe that you drew kind of naked. Yes. Um, But that, that doesn't add to my understanding of your comic book. <laughs> It's, it's true. Or the story you're trying to tell me. I mean, like I said, it, it to me, the biggest thing that sums up this comic is it's a missed opportunity. It's a very, very big missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, yeah. that's it. It's all, it's all flash. It's all yeah. action. It's no substance at all. Right. Um, it's like Transformers, the modern movies by Michael Bay. There's nothing there. It's just nothing. look at look at this robot. He's he's gonna fight another robot. Ugh. Yeah. But in any event, we will be moving on with more of the wild storm stuff. Yeah. Next week. <laughs> next week we're gonna read something good. Ah. Uh, well, well. We'll see. And then the week after that's probably gonna be something else that's All bad. Right. But okay. then we'll finish well, it with something that's good. So yeah, we're gonna we'll... we're gonna try to to switch off. So yes, I I am curious to see what Warren Ellis does with Wildcat's characters. I mean, and how who he, knows how he fixes it. Well, that would be very interesting to see. But um, but yeah. So we'll 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 end up we'll wrap up there. Sure. Um, yeah. This is uh, Ben Opal City Radio. Um. You can get in contact with us at opalcityradio at gmail.com. You can send us all of your uh, your fan art of Wildcats. Yeah. Um, you can go to http, opalcityradio.blogspot.com. That's where this episode is going to be hosted. And big, big, nice description. 
Um, you can go on Facebook and find us there. You can go to Twitter and find us there. Yes. You can find us on iTunes as well. Yes. You can go to podcast.com and search us where we're hosted there as well. Gosh. So many, so many, so many places. We're everywhere. It's true. Uh, so we will be back with some more wild storm for you guys. But until then, have a good night. Bye, guys. This has been a production of Opal City Radio, now ending its broadcast day.